Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Welcome back to the show. I am so happy to have you here hanging out with me for yet another week of the Balanced Black Girl podcast. Today, we have an incredible guest on the show to talk more about strength, fitness, and wellness for women of color. But before we dive into that, we're going to get into the review of the week because this community has been incredible, has left the show some wonderful reviews, and I love sharing them with you all. So this week's review says, this is such a real, raw, unfiltered, open discussion. Opening up discussions that people are afraid to talk about. Thinking about issues, but not saying it. I'm so excited to see Lestrandra and her guests open up the conversation for women of color. We do need to occupy all spaces of life. The more of us there are, the more comfortable we will feel. The image of us and all these spaces will be the new normal. It's not only real, but funny and entertaining as well. I hear my friend on the other line giving me tough love, saying it like it is, educating me, and making me realize. I'm so excited to follow this and see what's to come. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for starting this. And thank you for opening the door. Well, thank you so much, reviewer, for leaving that amazing review, and I am so glad that the show is resonating with you in this way. If you have not yet left a review for the Balanced Black Girl podcast on iTunes, please, please, please do so. That is how more people find the show. That is what is going to help us really redefine and diversify the wellness space, is if you go ahead and rate it and review it, let people know how much you like it, iTunes will actually show it to more people. So if you haven't yet left us a rating and review for the show, please do. It is a huge help. And without further ado, let's jump into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by Brittany Love, Seattle-based personal trainer, bar instructor, certified holistic health coach, and cycling instructor. So I recently connected with Brittany after taking one of her cycling classes at Cycle Bar here in Seattle, which was so much fun. And that's a lot coming from me because I usually don't like cycling or cardio in general, (laughs) but her class was amazing. She's a real deal, and I knew I had to have her on the show. So welcome on, Brittany. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. 
So I would love to start off by letting our listeners learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us like where you're from, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my background, I was born in the year of the horse. So I jump around a lot. Uh, I wanted to be a CEO. Then from there, I started working at Amazon. I wanted to be an executive assistant. Then I found another job and I became an executive assistant at a construction company. Then I went back to accounting, which was my original plan. I wanted to do wine, I wanted to do all these things. Um, But I found that working behind the desk was not for me. I wanted to help people and I wanted to reach people. Um, So I figured since I wanted to jump around a lot, I might as well get paid for it. So that's what brought me to uh, being a personal trainer um, and a fitness professional. I love that, we're very similar because I've done all of the things as well, so. (laughs) It's a millennial thing. I'm it is not sure. <laughs> it is a millennial thing. Wait, what's the year of the horse? Ninety. Ninety. Okay. Yeah. Well, year of the snake. I was eighty-nine, so I feel you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I love learning about my guest's fitness journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal fitness journey? So, have you always been interested in fitness, and what brought you to wanting to be a personal trainer and help others? Yeah. So, um, growing up in school, I wasn't always a natural athlete. Um, but I'm very competitive, so uh, I, with a hard work, hard worker, obviously, I'm a horse, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so with hard work and dedication and goals, um, I was always determined to get better and be better, um, and so that kind of laid the foundation for um, discipline, and then uh, going off to college and not moving anymore, I fell into a very deep depression and within um, the depths of my depression I fell out of a routine and I was um, enticed to go to the gym again by a friend and I just kind of caught my second wind and fell in love and found that I had a purpose and it made me feel good so that's what kind of got me moving Um, and also that's kind of what opened my eyes to wanting to help other people and I felt like that um, was a better push for me. So that's kind of what brought me here as a fitness professional. I love that. I love that kind of your relationship with fitness sounds like it was very much a mental thing. It was all about kind of feeling better overall, coming into your own and not necessarily a like, I want to be skinny because I think that's where a lot of people start. And if that's your intention, it's very hard to stick with that. Absolutely. Um, Within finding the gym, I, the the gym I went to, the local LA Fitness, I went to, uh, it was full of bodybuilders. So it was a bodybuilding gym (laughs) and it was a very diverse gym. And a lot of the bodybuilders were people of color. So, um, I was like, well, I'm going to try this. And so within trying that, I competed, um, in the Emerald cup and within doing that, I found a lot of discipline, but it also was not good for me. Um, once com- coming out of bodybuilding, um, just kind of the, the mind frame that you go into is, okay, I know I've only eaten 400 calories today, but I'm still going to go to the gym and burn a thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if it was 400, but yeah. I know it was very low. Yeah. Um, and I was still working out and training. So, I mean, I knew I had discipline and the hard work. Um, so that kind of laid the principles like, okay, 
I want to go out with my friends, but I know I can't um, because I have bigger goals for myself. But coming out of that, uh, I really messed up my metabolism. Mm -hmm. And within six months, I gained 90 pounds. Oh, my God. And it took two years to get off. Wow. Yeah. And it did it. It took two years to get off because, I mean, I was on a crash diet and I sent my body into a starvation mode. And within that time frame, um, because I wasn't quite yet a personal trainer, but within that a time span of wanting to heal myself because um, I went to several doctors like hey can you check my thyroid can you like something's going on can you check like my digestive system I'm not digesting foods properly anymore mm -hmm. like something is going on something's wacky hormonally something was off um, and every time I'd go to doctor you know of course they would give me the same like oh well eat a balanced diet like, I can't get any more balanced. Yeah, <laughs> Like, exactly. I'm going to be eating cardboard soon. <laughs> like, I can't get any more balanced. And they're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, with regular exercise, it's like, I'm exercising. Exactly. Um, and I also had to get a colonoscopy, which That's scary. at and so 24 young. is not, is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I dying? You know, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with my body. So I became a... Um, a holistic health coach. I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And within going to that school, that's when I really fell in love with um, helping others. Yeah. Not only helping myself, but helping others because I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is what, this is the cards I'm dealt with. I cannot do anything about it right now, but what I can do is set my future um, up and I can get on a better, habitual, um, healthier lifestyle. Totally. You know, you can't, I can't punish myself for eating the foods I really love um, because I can't lose any weight. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not healthy. So mm -hmm. I had to get a healthy um, mind frame around um, lifestyle, yeah. around being healthy, being balanced, and also being happy. So yeah. that's when I kind of fell in love with it, and that drove me to want to um, become a personal trainer. Because within going to school, I helped my mom lose 90 pounds. That's amazing. And, um, you know, that. like just seeing her go from, I mean, I love my mom. She's a very strong woman. But seeing who she was before the 90 pounds and seeing who she was after the oh, confidence. Yeah. Just skyrocket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so amazing. And it just touched my heart. And I'm like, this is what I love. I want to do this. Yeah. So that's when I... Um, pursued fitness. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. It, isn't it the best feeling when you help someone feel better about themselves? Oh my gosh. Every time, every time I help someone, um, it just, it just touches my heart. Like yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't put into words because, um, it's so euphoric and it's not for everyone, mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's for me. And that's what I love the most. I love that. I love that. I love that. I also love that you share a lot of your workouts, at least on Instagram. If you guys aren't following Brittany, follow her at Curvy Curl. We will also have that tagged in the show notes. I love that you share a lot of what your workouts are that revolve around strength training. And strength training is something that's really underrated for a lot of women. I think women think that they're going to get bulky. They assume that all strength training is like bodybuilding, which because you're well-versed in both, like you know that that's not the case, that that's very specific. Um, but through building physical strength, oftentimes we can really build that mental and emotional strength as well. Has that been your experience? 
with strength training? Um, absolutely. And to start, I definitely want to dispel an old wives' tale of if you lift heavy, you'll get big. You won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll act, you'll get stronger, yes, but you'll build lean muscle and you'll also burn fat and you'll rev your metabolism so you can eat more. Um, Who doesn't want that? So let's start there because <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. But, um, you know, in lifting heavy, um, I mean, I'm a curvy girl. And right now I am at the strongest I've ever been. I am at the leanest I've ever been with a, with being able to eat what I want. Um, I'm faster. I can run faster. I'm more athletic. Um, and I'm still a curvy girl. And I'm not big and bulky. I definitely have muscle, but I definitely lift really freaking heavy. Um, but, you know, in lifting heavy, it, it gives me a do- in really great endorphins and adrenaline. And I feel good. I love the way I look. Um, and it's given me courage, courage to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reason to share um, my workouts uh, online is to, sh- I mean, share with what I know mm-hmm. with everyone so we all can be fit um, because strong is sexy. Hell yeah, it is. Yes. And especially in the online wellness space, I mean, I think there's definitely a lack of representation for women of color not necessarily saying that there aren't women of color out there putting out that content because there are, but women of color aren't as often celebrated. They're not the ones being featured on the big accounts or in the fitness magazines as often. And so I think that's why I really love what you're doing and that you're sharing because someone will see you doing that and say, hey, I can do that too. Absolutely. I mean, I think growing up for me, I never had any women of color role models to look up to to get moving you know my mom is a former uh, tennis collegiate player um, athlete I should say and uh, I mean but she wasn't moving anymore she was a full-time mom and also an attorney so I didn't really have that growing up to see Um, and social media wasn't around and it's kind of like what you said in your last episode (laughs) Um, I mean we are like our Um, social media pages we are the editorial Mm -hmm. we are the editors of that so I have full editorial control of what I push and I do see it as you know my job to show women women of color parents kids um, that we can do this yeah like there's nothing wrong with it like let's do this let's go to the gym let's get strong because we're gonna feel better exactly and we can prioritize ourselves absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. definitely and especially I mean I love it sounds like too since you had helped your mom on her weight loss journey like you also helped her be able to kind of prioritize herself too if it sounds like oh yeah for a while for sure wasn't yeah you know and just taking that time and I mean, she feels better when she Mm -hmm. eats healthier foods, you know? I mean, my mom is um, a Mm Mexican-American, and so we eat a lot of Mexican food, which (laughs) is the best, (laughs) but at times it does bog you down a little Mm -hmm. and give you a little bit bit of brain fog, Mm -hmm. so, you know, opting out and crowding out the bad stuff and bringing in more good stuff that makes her feel better, um, she can feel a difference, Mm -hmm. so... Um, yeah, she's prioritizing herself. Yes, mm-hmm. which not enough women do. Oh, especially absolutely. women of color. Especially women of color, because yep. you know we feel like we have the weight of our shoulders mm-hmm. on the weight of the world on our shoulders, and we have to be 
that we have to be Wonder Woman for everyone. We have to be Wonder Woman at work. We have to be Wonder Woman at home for our kids. Um, and it's hard to think of yourself, you know, without feeling selfish or feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we need to do, um, even if it's an hour. It's 4% of your day. We see that meme all over Instagram. <laughs> it's 4% it's of your day. <laughs> it's so true. So I would love to know, just is just my own nosiness, what is your favorite kind of workout? Um, you know, I love a good grind. Mm. <laughs> I love yeah. a good grind. So yeah. complexes are my thing. Oh, those are so fun. Because I can just get lost yeah. and grind. And it's just me. There's no one else. Yeah. I'll play some music, and that is my jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Complex, especially stringing movements together and then getting really creative with it. Yeah. I, I really love um, strength training with kettlebells because mm-hmm. um, I see a, I see the way my uh, physique has changed using kettlebells because you use so many muscles yeah. in all of your movements um, and you breathe with movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that is just my jam. Like a good grind, some loud music an hour in an empty gym is just it's perfect it's like recess it's like adult recess it is it's better than adult (laughs) recess because there's no one telling me when to come in exactly (laughs) so for you as a trainer as a coach um have you been in situations working in the fitness space where you look around and you're like oh I'm the only woman of color here maybe taking a fitness class teaching a class certification workshops like what were those experiences like for you you know so yes, I have been the only woman of color um, or the only representative of color in a lot of these um, situations. And um, I do see an area to improve um, and to, uh, you know, getting more people of color in fitness is one of my ultimate goals. Um, so I see it as I need to reach the parents first mm. so then they can um, lead the legacy to their children. Um, and I think that that dynamic will change in classes, at workshops, in, um, I mean, in fitness in general. Um, so in years to come, uh, in our next generation, this question won't be so prominent and the answer will be no. You know, I'm yeah. not the only person of color yep. in this room. Yeah. I love that. And I love starting with parents so that their kids can see what they're doing and so that their kids will want to do what they see their parents doing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I mean, for instance, uh, like for for our, for our nieces, you know, like I call it baby fitness. <laughs> yeah. And I'll go, hi, knees, hi, knees. <laughs> and now they walk around and they say, hi, knees, hi, knees. Yeah. And they kick. Um, they do baby noga. <laughs> they know tree pose and down dog, which is um, a tabletop position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're at a, such a young age, but they understand baby fitness. Um, and I think that's where it starts is moving so our kids can see that we're moving. So it won't be like most of us. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym. Like, how do I do this? How do I start? Where do I start? You know, I think it starts with us reaching the parents. So kids, our next generation, will know where to start. Absolutely. You know, there won't be a, where do I start? That question won't come up. And it hopefully 
the question of being the only person of color and how does that feel won't come up because it's not the best feeling because we know it's an area that needs improvement. For sure. Mm -hmm. And what I loved, I mean, for those of you listening, last week, uh, at least the few days before we recorded this, we were at an event here in Seattle called the Sweat Summit. And I think one thing that I really loved about the Sweat Summit was how diverse it was in terms of the people there. We're just all different types of people. And it was one of the very few wellness events that I know I've been to where I looked around and I'm like, oh, there are people who look like me here. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, unfortunately, that's just not the case. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated that event. Um, and connecting with other women of color mm-hmm. in this fitness industry because yeah. it's, I mean, with our busy schedules, we there are only so many 6 p.m. like during the week. Mm-hmm. There's only five. Yep. And if we all teach or work at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. we will not see each other. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. we also need to plan downtime for ourselves. So it's so hard to connect. So what I appreciate about that most is it brought all of us together mm-hmm. to meet each other. Um, and to be in the same space. Um, and I mean, for me, it's like, I need to support you more. How can I support you more? What do I need to do? Do I need to post you? I need to get to your class. Like you just reminded me, getting to your class or seeing you or connecting with you is on my, is up there on my to-do list. So yeah, yeah that was really nice. Cause it's important. It's, it's super important. It's very important, especially in a city where there's very few of us. Yes. Um, women of color in the Um, I mean, not just women of color, just people of color Mm -hmm. to support each other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also keeping your trainer hat on. um, Why do you think it's important that clients see women of color and people of color in the wellness space? Whether maybe they are a woman of color, maybe they're not. And maybe having like one of us as their trainer or their instructor is like the one taste of diversity that they get that week. Absolutely. It's still really important. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know, the education system and having, you know, teachers of color. Um, Same goes for fitness, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, it's, our, our children need to see it. Parents need to see it. Um, you know, it's just, an, it's important that we are teaching, that we are the teachers we're teaching and, um, we're holding ourselves and our clients to a higher level of, um, a higher expectation that you need to be in here and you need to move and I'm going to show you how to do it and we're going to do it properly. You're going to feel successful and you're going to feel really good after. Totally. Mm -hmm. And showing that that can look any kind of way. It can look any way. And it's not, um, I mean, I know, so to rewind, um, I did a, I'm also a bar instructor Mm -hmm. and the, uh, that's a that's a format that could use some diversifying. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I'm just gonna put it out there. I mean, you're nicer I than I am. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't really teach bar much anymore, but I am a bar instructor. <laughs> but it is something that I want to get into. And I remember <laughs> the first slide when I was is bar above yeah. uh, Trisha Madden Murphy. Mm-hmm. She um, oh, she's wonderful. She so, love her classes. I she's take wonderful. her Tabata classes sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. is amazing. Amazing. And she was like, you know, she was, are you coming to the bar certification? I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I want to dedicate eight hours on my one day off <laughs> to do this, but I'm thinking about it. And she's like, you should do it. You should do it. And I finally came and 
her first slide was, what do you see here? <laughs> and I didn't want to say, well, there is no people of color. <laughs> Everyone is thin. Everyone's skinny. And no one says anything. Well, the first thing someone said was, oh, well, they're all the same height. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you see? <laughs> I'm like, I see something different. <laughs> and so I'm just listening to what people saw. And I'm like, that's not what I see. And then she says, there are no people of color. <laughs> She's like, everyone is built the same. Everyone's the same height. Everyone's blonde. Everyone's blue eyes. She's like, that's not what we want anymore. No. You know, and I'm like, finally. Thank you. Someone says it, and it doesn't have to be the only person of color yes. in the room. You it know? gets exhausting to always have to be the one who's is. the only one who notices. Well, I think it's not only exhausting, but... Damn, do I have to explain <laughs> myself everywhere I go to be a good representation for who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, come on, we're not woke. <laughs> like, as much, you know, like, I'm like, you can't say stay woke because you're not woke because you don't understand where I'm coming from, you know, but you like there, that's when she was like, you know, that's why I asked you to come because you're the perfect candidate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so happy I came. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a good representative for this, yeah, especially the bar community. Yep. Um, I know I need to get back into teaching bar classes. So <laughs> if anyone is interested, please let me know. <laughs> I'll take your class. It'll be the two of us. <laughs> be the most diverse bar class in Seattle. Yeah, we'll post it. Like. <laughs> bar none. That'll be the description. <laughs> especially, I mean, I know for me, like being someone who is a bit more muscular, the times I take bar, I look around, everybody's so tiny. It's all these ex-ballerinas and I've got all these muscles and I'm so bulky and I am not flexible like that and I oh yeah um stick out like a sore thumb and I mean if you just look in the mirror and look at your hair it's like mine's the only one in a little bun yep, that too <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else's hair is in a really cute pony and mm-hmm. mine is in a bun a sweat bun <laughs> <laughs> it's real um, when I introduced you, I kind of hinted at it a little bit that I recently took one of your cycling classes. And what I didn't mention in the intro was that it was a trap ride in partnership with the collective. For those of you who don't know, the collective is a group based here in Seattle. It's all about connecting young black professionals in the city. So can you tell us about how these specific classes came to be and why you chose to offer them? Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> first off, riding a bike is not easy. <laughs> cycling is not easy mm-hmm. and if you go to a place um, where you aren't inspired um, in a community um, that also doesn't inspire you and rode 45 to an hour you would not want to go back um, and cycle bar realizes that mm-hmm. and we realize it at cycle bar and I definitely realize it being a woman of color um, <clears throat> you know folks want to we wanted to have a class that has, a, that has some flavor, you know, that has some flavor, especially for young professionals who want to hear that music, you know, who want to hear some trap music, hip hop music. Um, and when I met Anthony Kerr, uh, you know, that's, that was kind of in alignment to what they were doing down at the collective um, and something that I also wanted to offer. And that's how it was birthed, you know, because, um, trap music mirrors the music that we want to hear and it's a very diverse crowd it's not just people of color Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful for sure yeah and it's a good time like it's a good time I'm a great representative for us um because 
one thing that Anthony um, definitely said in us creating the trap ride was when uh, when folks go to other classes and these classes are listed as hip hop classes, mm. they'll get hip hop artists <laughs> on an EDM track. That's not hip hop. No. <laughs> That's yeah. not you know no. or. Um, it'll be a song with a hip-hop artist mixed in on it, and that'll be a part of the hip-hop class, and that's not fun, Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of misleading, so something we definitely didn't want to do was mislead anyone, and it's specifically being trap music. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love about it, too, is that when you have a a piece of your culture that's kind of represented even if it's like a new fitness class you haven't taken before but like your song comes on you instantly feel more comfortable and instantly just feel more connected to what's going on absolutely and especially with the hip-hop culture you know a lot of the music it's not just from one region Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of transplants who live here in the city so I mean, we'll put a bounce song in there. We'll put some reggae, you know, um, you know, some soca music, and somebody. It hopefully it'll resonate with someone. Yeah. Like that's my jam. I'm gonna push a little bit harder, mm-hmm. you know. And 45 minutes flew by. Oh, so fast. Cause y'all, I hate cycling, but I really <laughs> like the class. <laughs> I, you did well. You it's because really I'm competitive. Well. <laughs> But I don't you have to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like I'm a trainer. I need to come in before everyone here. <laughs> That's a little bit, a little bit. You know, Absolutely. I try to be nice, mm-hmm. but I'm not that nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to like, wait, there's a board, there's a leadership exactly. board. Like, mm. oh, those RPMs. I'm like, oh, I still got to. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to beat you, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like how if you're on the treadmill you're automatically racing the person next to you. you oh, know? yeah. They don't, they don't know Absolutely. that they're in a oh. race, but I know I we're mean, in I a race. I mean, I know I'm in a race at everything. <laughs> like, at everything I do, I'm like, you know we're competing, right? <laughs> like, you better catch up with me because <laughs> I'm going to leave you behind because I'm going to work hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just leave it, all, leave it all on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears a little bit, I love your Instagram captions. They're super inspiring. I feel like you talk a lot about self-love, overcoming negative self-talk. Those are such important topics that everyone needs to hear because I think it's human nature for all of us, women of color or not, to be our own toughest critic. So what are some of your ways, your favorite ways to practice self-compassion or self-love when you're in a funk? Um... Oreos and wine. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> no kidding. Balance. That's why this is the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. It is podcast. the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. <laughs> I love Oreos and I love wine, so it's a good balance. <laughs> it's a full meal. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, um, taking time out for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important to me. Uh, some people call it meditation, or you can call it sitting in a room for mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes with no music and just in silent mm-hmm. silence that really helps um I mean I also and that's the frugal way you know but if you want to spend some money um there's I love cryotherapy mm. um massages mm-hmm. I always enjoy um commuting with my family because it's very important for me yes. um getting my nails done getting my hair done <laughs> having somebody tell me I'm beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things are always great. (laughs) But um, just seriously taking the time out for myself and unplugging from the fitness world, Mm -hmm. um, unplugging from social media, turning my phone off, not opening up my laptop, um, 
you know, those are really great ways to just start. Mm -hmm. So I can um, clear my mind and just kind of gather my thoughts and check in with myself and see how I'm feeling. Um, you know, am I feeling sad? Am I feel happy? Am I mad? Am I jealous? You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is. And, and if I am, I yeah. need to figure out why. Mm -hmm. um, so I can change it because I'm naturally, I'm very extroverted and a very happy person. And um, I mean, and I'm very competitive, not with other people, but with myself. Yeah. And um, I mean, and, you know, being a fitness professional, it's hard, you know, and at times, like if I teach a class and I feel like it wasn't a good class, I am harder on myself than anybody in that room, yeah. you know, and, or if I see a bad review about myself, which mm. luckily I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, it really gets to me because I'm very passionate about what I do. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I beat myself up and I do have a bit of, I have a bit of seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. Um, so really taking care of myself and slowing down um, is something that's very important for me to do. So I know that's my self-love and self-care. Yeah. And I don't know what it is for other people, but I know what works for me right now and that's totally. what works for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that you said that because I think that self-love, self-compassion, self-care are so individual. Yeah. And just being patient with myself. Yeah. You know, um, like... You know, like, I've been wanting to get my website up, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've been beating myself up. Like, you've had all this time. <laughs> Why haven't you done it? Um, you're falling behind, you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, I like to say it on my Instagram a lot because we have that that little unwanted voice mm -hmm. that always pops up that yep. tells us we're not worthy, we're, um, we're not great. And so we really have to quiet that and yeah. look at what we are doing that is great and check in, like, and know that you're that that bitch. So be that bitch. sometimes I have to do that, and <laughs> <laughs> that's my self compassion for myself. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> I love that. And do you ever sometimes post things on Instagram, like inspiring quotes and stuff? Because you're like, I need to hear this, so I'm gonna put it out there and pretend like I'm saying it to everybody else, but really I'm talking to me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, like when I was very depressed, luckily social media was around, and I would follow. Um, like positive like pages and I mean as cheesy as it sounds there were some that just really spoke to me if this speaks to me then you know like maybe if I say something it can speak to someone mm -hmm. you know maybe I just need to share with how I'm feeling because maybe somebody else is going through the same thing because yeah. I know when I do share certain things yeah. I'll get a few messages like thank you Yes. needed to hear that yes. I'm like you know what good because I needed Me to hear too. it too we're in the same boat so cheers to you mm -hmm. so absolutely yes Yes. I sometimes I need to hear it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's so much truth to that and I also love that you talked about following sources of positivity because I think social media is one of those things where it's definitely a highlight reel and if you spend too much time in it it could be very challenging but I think sometimes we all kind of like to blame social media for our problems Mm -hmm. when really we control what we follow and we control what we look at and you can choose to look at things that uplift you. Absolutely. Um, I would agree 100% there. And it's also your environment, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, for me, I know uh, this year I have definitely been in more of a um, emotionally, you know, my, my goal has been to become more emotionally mature hmm. and controlling things and taking responsibility. Yeah. You know, like 
maybe I came off, you know, like instead of blaming and pointing the finger at somebody, well, it's like, well, maybe it was me. Mm. And if so, I need to self-correct that. So, um, you know, within following positive pages, I've also started looking inward. It's like, well, what am I not doing? Mm -hmm. Instead of like beating myself up, like what am I not doing so I can fix it? Yeah. What am I doing because I don't like X, Y, and Z, or I don't like how maybe this person is treating me, so, but maybe I sent the wrong message, you know? Um, so I do think it's very important. And also your environment, the people you're around, like if the people you're around is gossiping and being very negative, chances are it's gonna rub off on you. Oh, yeah. um, and I know I want to attract positive energy, so I want to give out positive energy. Um, so that's a, a kind that's of been so my true. saying, you, you are what you follow, you mm -hmm. are who you hang around. Mm -hmm. and. You know that come, becomes your mind frame, and that becomes life for you. Unfortunately, it's so true. Sometimes you have to check in. Mm -hmm. I always say, check in with yourself. How are you feeling? <laughs> like, please check in. And I also want to share these things because I want people to know that even though I'm a fitness professional and I do live a healthier lifestyle, um, I have bad days too. I like wine. I like Oreos. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't want to go to the gym, mm -hmm. and sometimes I need a little bit of uplifting because. Just because I'm uplifting you doesn't mean I'm feeling uplifted. Mm -hmm. So I also need this. I need to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I know you need to hear it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, if anything, sometimes when you're always in the position of having to uplift other people, you need even a little bit more uplifting because you're constantly giving yours out to everybody else. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always have to refill your cup. And um, I kind of found myself... Uh, terrorizing everyone around me <laughs> <laughs> when I give too much yeah. so uh yeah but that's good self-awareness <laughs> absolutely <laughs> very good self-awareness and I think also in terms of filling up your cup I mean something especially prevalent for women of color yeah. absolutely yeah I mean you cannot you cannot help anyone if your well is dry mm-hmm so you have to take the time for yourself. Um, it's just so important, mm -hmm. you know, because then you find yourself miserable and you find yourself in a bad space and, you know, the week you let it go by, the week turns into two weeks, two weeks turns into three weeks, three weeks turns into a month, a month turns into half a year, half a year turns into a year, five years, 10 years, mm -hmm. and you forget how to love yourself yeah you know so it is very important for us to as women of color to love ourselves so we can teach our kids to love themselves um especially our young girls mm -hmm. to love themselves and to it's not selfish to put yourself first sometimes you know um it's very important it's so. super necessary yeah i like to like i'm always like you get a massage? I need a massage. When is your birthday? Happy early birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will gift you a massage. Like, what do you need from me? <laughs> How do we fill that cup back up? Absolutely. Yes. Like, what do you what do you like to do? You yeah. know, I know for a lot of my clients, I take more of a holistic approach mm -hmm. um, to training and to getting to know my clients. Like, I'm always like, yes, I know you like me, but we need to have a one-on-one -on -one session to see mm -hmm. if we like each other's company. Yeah. Because there's nothing, there's nothing motivating about being in a personal training session with someone you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Why are you going to waste one your money, your time, and this is a beautiful time for you? Yep. 
why are you going to waste it with someone you don't like? So Mm -hmm. this is, we are forming not just a, um, you know, client trainer relationship. This is a partnership. Absolutely. So let's make sure we like each other. Oh yeah. Plus numero uno. (laughs) Yeah. Having clients that are a good fit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think you can attest to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. To that. Kind of along the same lines, you know, before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about just some of the different experiences you've had as a trainer in terms of training different populations and kind of how that's been. What have been some of the big takeaways you've learned in your years being a trainer where maybe training in certain neighborhoods, seeing certain mentalities that you wanted to kind of spread? You know, so I have trained in... um, uh, a lot of different um, economic background uh, neighborhoods. And I would say in more of the neighborhoods um, where it's a predominantly white neighborhood, fitness is first. Mm -hmm. Going to the gym is first. Um, And I mean, and it was shocking to me um, because at one of the gyms I started, I started out there as the front desk staff until I could build my clientele. you know, just so people could see me and get to know my face mm-hmm. and trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, I started there, and the first time I saw somebody invest $1,500 in an annual membership, Oof. as well as a 20-pack personal training, I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what, what do you bank? What do you bank and what do you do? <laughs> and you have a house, you know, because growing up, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that I definitely was a takeaway where it's like, okay, I need to create the awareness because they're going to train, you know, in in predominantly white neighborhoods, they're going to hire a trainer, Mm -hmm. whether it's you, me, Joe, Bob, Sally, whoever the trainer is, they're going to hire you because that comes first for them Mm -hmm. because that is a form of self-love that Mm -hmm. they understand that they need. Mm -hmm. And in our community, you know, we're ripping and running around and taking care of everybody don't do that yeah you know so um creating that self-awareness like so for me it's like however I need to do this you know what do I need to do Mm -hmm. I will whatever I put I'm gonna put it on social media Mm -hmm. I'm going to um you know I also do um like nutrition talks at um one of the churches um down in uh where I grew up and you know I do those for free because it's like we need the awareness and we need leaders in this industry who are good representatives to come and share that like hey they do it mm-hmm. you need to do it mm-hmm. like what they're they're not different from you nope we are human you need to move you feel better when you do it mm-hmm. you are better for your family mm-hmm. when you feel better yeah so you need to get moving you need to um show your kids like i said earlier you know that this is important yeah it's important to move and not just moving, but like the mental awareness as well. Absolutely. You know, um, at the sweat form, um, at the sweat, um, Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, the summit. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, athletic form. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, they spoke about, you know, I know Nate spoke about seeing a therapist. Yeah. I mean, I see a therapist, you know, because life is hard Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just, need someone to talk to yeah. and we need to be comfortable with that mm-hmm. um and accepting help yeah you which know? can be so hard to do I think that is one of the biggest things where it's like hey you need my help so let me help you yeah 
you don't know it all. You know, I know there's all these things you can see on social media, but you don't know it all. You need to come sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, it's, it's not just for money. Like I genuinely want to do this. So I do a lot of, um, reduced trainings, mm-hmm. um, small group trainings, free nutrition seminars. Um, I mean, I even have a few like clients that I online train for free because you know, yeah. they love it. They want it, but maybe it's a financial issue, yeah. but it's like, okay, I know you want this. I know you're going to do it. Yeah. I know this matters for you. So I will help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Just being a resource. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Resource and representation, the two R's. The two R's. So important. (laughs) So important. Yes. And also just talking about the fitness space and being a fitness professional who's a woman of color, it's a very unique thing because fitness, the fitness industry can be a very male-dominated field. It's kind of a boys' club. If you walk into a gym and you look at a lot of the people who are either working at the gym outside of boutique fitness, because I think boutique fitness is a little more feminine, but kind of your normal gym or health club is a little bit of a boys club, mm-hmm. be it the staff, be it the weight room. It's a very masculine male dominated place. And so as a woman, especially a woman of color, have you had any experiences where you kind of struggled to maybe find your place a little bit in a place at such a boys club or like obstacles with that? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say yes and no mm-hmm. to that question because, um, I mean, I think I've just, I'm such an extrovert <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, who likes me? <laughs> Everybody. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have, I mean, with fitness being such, so um, male dominant, I think as a woman in general, it's like you have to be that much smarter mm-hmm. and that much stronger and you have to show that you have muscles and you have to show you know what you know. But not too much muscle but not because too much God muscle. forbid. You know, but I think for me personally, I found a place where it's like, okay, let's laugh let's feel good let's be happy yep and I think by putting that in the universe I've kind of received that back Mm -hmm. but I definitely see it often yeah you know I see it often and it's like okay I'm a woman he's a man I might have more continued education than him Mm -hmm. I might be smarter than him but I know there are few who will go there and I mean when I first started training one of the first gyms I worked out of um which really threw me off of wanting to be there was we'll see who you attract. I'm like, what the hell what does, that, does mean? that mean? Like I am a professional. Yeah. Like I'm getting in this to be a professional, not to be a thirst bucket. <laughs> this is I'm not yeah. thirst trapping out here. <laughs> like I am a professional, okay? <laughs> so I know like that was one thing that I was like, mm, no, yeah. Not gonna be here. Yeah. yeah, this isn't gonna work. Um, but I mean, I do see it. Yeah. So that's why I even feel like it's more important for me to have more of a voice yeah. online mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like just because you go to a gym because you might like the way someone looks mm-hmm. or you trust someone else doesn't mean you're going to get the best results Exactly. or they're going to say the right things to you. Yep. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I understand what you're going through. Yep. You know, I understand these 
bodily, bo- these bodily, your, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I also understand that maybe the man who you might be training with can eat 5,000 calories a day, but you can't. And he's yep. telling you, eat it. Yep. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like my legs, my thighs are saying don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I understand that. So I think yeah. that's why it's even more important for me to have a voice. And I think it's important for you to have this podcast to create that awareness where it's like, Hey, we are women of color mm-hmm. in this industry, you know, like we have done all the edu- we've done, we have the credentials. Mm-hmm. We continue to get our educate. We mm-hmm. continue to get edu- continued education credits. Yeah. Um, like this is what I have. Yeah. I'm a wonderful resource for you. You need to like do your research, Mm -hmm. do your research. See if you like this person. See Mm -hmm. if you like this person. You know, like I said earlier, I have a holistic approach where I'm like, let's make sure we, this is a good fit because you know, I don't want to fit like the OJ glove (laughs) with you. Like glove does not fit. I don't want to fit like that. (laughs) So, you know, I think um, having the awareness and us having a voice in Mm -hmm. this community is very important and us supporting each other. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, like maybe I have some people who might not have never heard of this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. But now they'll listen mm-hmm. and they'll, they might hear something that maybe I don't, I can't tell them mm-hmm. or maybe something you know that I don't know or something I forgot, mm-hmm. you know, or now, you know, you have a better following or maybe there's somebody on your end and I mean, it's just, we can be wonderful resources for each other Absolutely. and support. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was totally like why I wanted to create this platform was I had so many people reaching out to me saying you're the only woman of color in wellness that I see, or I had taken a social media break for a while. Mm-hmm. And people were, you know, sending me messages of like, when you're not here, there's no diversity in my feed. And I'm like, one, that shouldn't be the case because I know of a lot of women of color who are like doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Two, I am only one person. I can really only represent my experience. Yeah. I can't speak to everyone's. <laughs> I can't be the token WOC for the wellness space. Yes. And like, I want to introduce everybody to more people and amplify more people because I know mm-hmm. I'm not the only one and I don't have the answer to everything. Absolutely. And I want to bring people who have different answers to the audience to yeah. benefit. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, one thing that I really saw, and I actually have it saved on my desktop because it's so <laughs> important to me. <laughs> Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. But it's pull about, it up, pull it's it up. even about how people of color spend their dollars. Mm. That's powerful. You know, it's even about that. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'll just read it. Yeah. A, a dollar spends 28 days circulating in the Asian community. Mm-hmm. 19 days in the Jewish community, 17 days in a predominantly WASP community, mm-hmm. um, and seven days in, his, in a Hispanic community. Yeah. A dollar circulates for only six hours in the black community. Six hours. Wow. Like, I have this saved on wow. my desktop, you know? Um, that's kind of, that's sad, you know? Um, in other words, when a black person earns a dollar it is typically not spent with a black owned business Mm. 99% of our 1.3 trillion dollar buying power is spent outside of our community Mm. black people spend less money in black owned businesses than other racial and ethnic groups spend in businesses owned by members of their groups wow 
That's incredibly powerful because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, it shows that the black community has tremendous spending power in terms of a lot of industries rely on our money. Absolutely. Probably every industry relies Mm -hmm. on our money. Yeah. And the power that we have to really vote with our dollar and potentially create change with our dollar is incredible. And it's the biggest thing is creating change. Yeah. You know, so that's why being a, a representative of a woman of, of people of color Mm -hmm. is so important to me. Absolutely. You know, however I need to do it, you know, like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to share this information with? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, like, who do I need to get on board? Who do I need to get on board? What do I need to do? What class do you need? What do I need to offer you? What are you struggling with? Like, let me know (laughs) because I want to be there to help you, um, or at least help guide you to a, a resource that might, you know, might help you. Absolutely. So, and continue to empower our community. Absolutely. So it's always been oh, I love very that. important for me yeah. to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll have to send that to me. Maybe we can link it in the show notes or something because that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. I love it. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I loved this conversation, and I know that our listeners are going to love it as well. For people who want to keep in touch with you, where can they find you? You can find me um, at Frankie and Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) For people who don't know, Frankie and Joe's is this like bomb ice cream, vegan ice cream spot here in Seattle. If you are in Seattle and you've never been to Frankie and Joe's, get on it. If you are planning to visit Seattle, put Frankie and Joe's on your itinerary. This podcast is not sponsored by Frankie and Joe's, but if Frankie and Joe's would like to sponsor, I am accepting. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Even payment in ice cream. Free cone. Okay. (laughs) I will pay the ice cream. Just give me the cone. (laughs) And I mean, if you think about it, like people of color, um, have some digestive issues so mm-hmm. it's vegan so we need that, we need <laughs> that coconut milk friends you can find me um on instagram curvy curl c-u-r-v-y c-u-r-l um you can find me at cycle bar yes. i do hip-hop wednesdays at 5 30 p.m first class is free so please check it out um i'm also a strength and conditioning coach personal trainer um i am a freelance trainer um so hit me up belltown strength and conditioning i teach a few classes there um and same there your first class is free so if you are interested um please let me know Uh, if you have any questions let me know if i can't help you i will figure it out i will find an answer for you Yes, and we will have all of Brittany's information linked in the show notes so that you can keep in touch with her, so that you can work out with her. She is wonderful, so you guys definitely want to hit up one of her classes because she's great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know. No, I'm kidding. Yes, yes, claim that. Or you can find me at Athleta. (laughs) Yeah. I teach free community classes there um, once a month, so you can find me there. Yes, so many opportunities to work out with Brittany. Which is what y'all should all do. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.